The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. What was the last thing that the Lord Jesus said to his disciples before he left them at the ascension? Acts chapter 1 answers that question. Verse number 8, Jesus said, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And the Bible says, when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. It's the last meeting of Christ with his original disciples. In fact, Acts chapter number 1 is the last list of these original disciples. And if you look at the list carefully, everyone is there but Judas. Remember, Judas, the lost man, not a true follower, has now already taken his life, gone to his own place, and the only ones remaining are those who are true followers of Christ. What a picture. In the end, when our Lord returns, uh, the only ones that are going to be with him are those who are the true followers of Jesus Christ. But as you look at the last thing that Jesus said to these original disciples, you get some lasting truth, not just for them, but for all of us. This is the great, the great divide, if you will. We've called them disciples, 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 and indeed they are. And there's a very real, real sense in which all of our lives we are disciples. We are followers. We are learners. But now they are truly becoming apostles. Remember the meaning of the word apostle? It means sent one. The Lord to this point has sent them out on some missions, but they've gone out, come back, gone out, come back. Now he's sending them forth to keep on going. <laughs> this is the starting point. And there is no stopping point. The stopping point is the uttermost part of the earth. The stopping point is eternity. The stopping point is the end of their life. So they're moving from being disciples to becoming apostles, from simply being learners to now being witnesses. I've been meditating on this the last couple of days. It's just fascinating to me. I'd never really pondered it before. But have you ever wondered why there is so little mention of these original disciples in the rest of the New Testament? They are little mentioned. Now, you're going to have James, who is the first to be killed, mentioned. You're going to have Peter and John, of course, in the first half of the book of Acts, very prominent. You're going to have the Apostle Paul, of course, who I believe was Judas's replacement, who's very prominent through the rest of the New Testament. Uh, Peter will do some writing. Uh, John, of course, is going to do some writing. Uh, but by and large, when you look at the list of these original disciples here in Acts chapter number 1 again, uh, you, you're not going to hear much about them, and yet this is so important. They are little mentioned, but they are much used. In fact, these men are going to turn the world upside down for Jesus Christ. Historians say that within 30 to 35 years after the resurrection, after the ascension, uh, that the known world had heard the gospel. That didn't mean everybody had gotten saved, but it literally had, had crisscrossed the globe 
That's powerful to think about. Sounds to me like these men got busy for the Lord. Sounds to me like these men were doing exactly what Jesus left them to do. And I would say to you, they were faithful to death all the way to the very end. Judas is the only one who doesn't finish well. The other 11, according to to history and tradition, all continued in the faith. That itself ought to say something to every one of us, that these men believed something so greatly, had seen something so profound uh, that they were willing to give the rest of their life to this cause and then to end their life with this cause. Ponder that just a moment. What happens to them? We know Judas, of course, the traitor, takes his own life, but the rest of them lose their life for the cause of Christ, for the gospel's sake. I'm thinking now of how Jesus said to those disciples early on, if you lose your life for my sake and the gospel's, you'll find it. I think that must have rang in their ears the rest of their days on earth. What happens to Peter? They say that Peter was crucified upside down in Rome, unwilling even to be crucified right side up like his master. James, James followed Christ. He preached in Spain. They say he died there. John, we know, was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. Tremendous persecution. Andrew, he was crucified. Philip, they say, was executed. Bartholomew or Nathaniel that we, that we studied, he evangelized in India. They say he was flayed alive and beheaded there. In fact, when I was in India, there was some talk of him. Uh, the history and the tradition connected with that part of the world. Matthew, the tax collector who had left all and followed Christ, he was slain by the sword in Ethiopia. What about Thomas? Remember Thomas, doubting Thomas? Oh, he didn't end in doubt. He ended in faith. He evangelized along the coast of India. He was run through with a lance and put to death. In fact, there are some famous places in India that are identified with Thomas's ministry. And then what about James the less? He was beheaded for his faith. And uh, what of Thaddeus? Well, he questioned Christ. Remember that? Why don't you manifest yourself to the entire world? And yet he must have ended not with a question but with certainty because he was shot through with arrows in Mesopotamia uh, preaching the gospel. Simon the zealot, remember that one that wanted to take up arms? He was fatally attacked by a mob preaching the gospel. What do we learn? These first followers were faithful to death. And, And the thing that is so provoking to me is this, will I be? You know, we all like to say, I tell you, I'd be willing to lay down my life for Christ. Well, dear friend, if we're not willing to live for him today, I doubt seriously we would be willing to die for him. Are you willing to speak for Jesus today, to give a testimony, to pass out a piece of gospel literature, to invite someone to Christ, to tell someone what the Lord means to you? Did you know, interestingly enough, that the New Testament word witness is the same as the word martyr? These men truly were witnesses. They truly were martyred for their faith in Christ. But I wonder today, would you be willing, no matter what it costs you, to be a faithful witness for the Lord Jesus Christ? Let me take you to the end of the New Testament. We've been studying the gospel records, all of these episodes. But go with me to Revelation 21. Here's the last mention of the twelve. Revelation 21 describes for us the new Jerusalem. And it says in verse 14, And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Someday we're going to meet the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Uh, They followed 
him when John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Uh, we are going to see this 12 foundation with their names in it. I want to ask you a question. Will you be faithful to the day we all gather there? I love the fact that the Lord connects these original 12 with the foundations of that city. In fact, Paul talks about the church being built upon the foundation of the apostles and of the prophets. These men, in a very literal and real sense, laid the foundation for us. They paved the way for us. Uh, God used them to set it all in motion for the early church. And now, now it's our turn. Perhaps it will be our turn to be persecuted. Perhaps it will be our turn to bleed and die for Christ. Perhaps it will become our turn to be martyred for our Lord Jesus. But I know one thing. It is our turn to speak for Christ today. It is our turn to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is our turn to be witnesses unto Christ in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. May God help every one of us today not only to be learners and followers, but to, as we continue following, begin to lead others to Jesus Christ. Don't just learn about Jesus. Tell about Jesus. May God help all of us be sent ones today. And may, as we go, we tell others that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.